Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. <laughs> it's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Yeah. <laughs> Boom, we can't get fooled again. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. good? Yep. Yep. Big. No, don't do it. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Good God. Um... All right, Marcus. Here we were. Uh, is it recording? Brown. No. <laughs> I don't want to do that. What is wrong with you? Uh, welcome to the show, everyone. That's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. I was talking to myself walking over the bridge today. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and imagine you talk to yourself walking over many a bridge. Yeah, I talk to myself all the time and uh, out loud. You know. Mm-hmm. You never know if you're talking out loud, but then you start to see people's faces <laughs> looking at you all strange. Yeah, I mumble to myself on the street quite a bit. Yeah, uh, you got to. Uh, so basically, what do we got here? We're hungover. Yeah. Very hungover day today. Very, very hungover day today. Hungover yeah. podcast. Um, so uh, let's see. We got the uh, Ukrainian situation. That plane, it went down. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Russia, they're saying that it was a possible assassination attempt on Mr. Vladimir Putin. You know what I'm going to say? That's not true. <laughs> not true. But the Russian news is, uh, is saying that it was a... Uh, possible assassination attempt Mm -hmm. and people are like it was funny because you know oftentimes we do this show and people say oh we love to listen to it and it's full of jokes but uh oftentimes the jokes become reality uh we were (laughs) discussing how basically it was a thrift store falling to falling from uh falling from uh the sky to the earth um, when the Malaysian plane went down over the Ukraine. And then sure enough, there was a gal who posted on, I believe, her Facebook or whatever they had. Instagram. A bunch, of, uh, a, pic- a bunch of pictures of her with mascara that they found from the wreckage. Yeah, it says uh, she wrote to her Instagram followers, mascara from Amsterdam, mm. or rather from the field. Well, I think you know what I mean. I'm a sociopath. <laughs> you know, wink. I'm a psychopath, sociopath. I'm wearing a dead woman's mascara. <laughs> they really did. That was it. That was it for them. It was just a, a falling supermarket, just a falling Walmart. Mm-hmm. Ooh, can you imagine all the mascara we're going to score from that basically cemetery? <laughs> from that disgusting graveyard? A dead person's mascara. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I, I, I am, I'm partly conflicted about it because I don't think it's bad necessarily to wear somebody's mascara that has passed on. No. I wouldn't brag about it. 
No. I wouldn't Instagram it. No Instagram in it. Mm-mm. No, definitely not. I would I would keep that between me and my beautiful new eyelashes. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, the mascara has got to be used. Mm-hmm. You know, animals have died. Thousands and thousands of animals have died to make sure that ma- mascara makes you look just slutty enough. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's got to be a good day. What's the that? animal testing. <laughs> we need the, to the finally an- put the makeup yeah. on. Yeah, we're going to make uh, Bobo the gorilla real loose looking today. <laughs> we're going to try out some new mascara on her. That's a saucy day at the old office. Oh, yeah. Then throw her in the pit with the rest of the gorillas and mm. see how they react. They love it, but it's tough to tell that they do love it because they're violently abusing <laughs> poor Bobo, our gorilla, in this fake story. Um, so we wanted to get into a little bit of Vladimir Putin's life. We know about him. We know the man. We know we know his shirtless pictures on horses. Him discovering great clay. Um, what did he uh, vases? Vases. Yeah, yes, great yes. clay vases. Vases in uh, in the middle of the ocean. We know that he's. Um, definitely had a couple of interesting evenings with men that were never seen again. <laughs> Either he killed them before sex, after sex, or perhaps he had sex with them after he killed them. We don't know. Yeah. Who knows? But the man has a track record of uh, of brutality, and he's he's smart dumb. He's like a smart dumb guy because he's too dumb to like really know any other way to go other than just to the top. And he did not care uh, who he stepped on to get to the top. Mm. How did he come into office? This was 1999. 1999. Boris Yeltsin, who sounds like an animated character. It sounds like he should be fighting Bullwinkle. We all know that. There was a huge, there was a, there was a false flag Chechnya. in yeah. Chechnya. No, and, the false flag was in Moscow. Okay, the false flag was in Moscow. And uh, go into uh, this story a little bit, Marcus, because it's really interesting. Yeah, well, this was, uh, the, he was on his way up at this point because Yeltsin made him head of the KGB uh, in 1998. And uh, this now is a huge the FSB. FSB, and this is a very big promotion to get the head it's of the huge. FSB. And in a, in a society of, um, uh, where where the government is so powerful. I mean, this is this is probably on par with what do you think? Maybe Secretary of State or uh, it's up there. Maybe I mean, it's a huge position. Yeah, it's definitely up there. It's gigantic. And he yeah. was a former KGB agent, and he right. had been in politics. He was the uh, a deputy mayor, and he was fairly obscure. Like right. he was just he was a a local uh, government official mm-hmm. in Saint Petersburg, uh, or at least you know yeah yeah, yeah formerly Leningrad, Stalingrad. Right. Tough fucking town. Oh, absolutely. He's a real, tough guy. Yeah, real tough town, real tough guy. I just feel like if I ever... I think he works out the exact same way that Robert De Niro did in Cape Fear. <laughs> Remember that movie? Nothing yeah. but pull-ups. <laughs> loves loves a nice nice pull-up there with the back muscles as well. He maybe reverses the pull-up. Yeah. And I'm guessing that Putin had to have something on Yeltsin uh, because in August of 99, mm-hmm. after only being in, the head of the KGB for a year and a month, oh wow, uh, Yeltsin promotes him to prime minister. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, s- and so what happens? I mean, that meeting went like this. Boris, look at my nipples. <laughs> Boris, look at my nipples and tell me you don't want to promote me. <laughs> oh, all right. You've got a good point, Mr. Putin. You are promoted. So what Putin does uh, is he needs 
a war. He needs a war. Russians yeah. love their wars. And Marcus and I were talking before the show. They're terrible They're at them. So bad at wars. So bad at wars. Oh. It's like people playing scratch-offs. <laughs> I play scratch-offs every day. I live in a trailer park. I've never won, but I just love to do it. And I've it, got a system that I, I got use. a whole system, yeah. <laughs> I take my I take my horoscope sign with my first son's birthday and then my father's name, but then I put numbers to all of the letters in his name. Name, mm-hmm. And then that's how I never win. <laughs> Fascinating story. Have you thought about just getting a job? <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Can't do it. This is a job. It is. A, and scratch-offs <laughs> are a job. There's no doubt about it. So it's a false flag operation. <laughs> it is. And the reason why he needs this false flag operation is because as soon as he gets in the office, he almost immediately starts bombing Chechnya. Just for, was there any other reason? The reason why he started bombing them in the first place. This was before the bombing happened. This is before the false flag. Okay. This is before the false flag. This is just him getting in the office, and this is just the first thing that he does. That That's what you can't give. As soon as he had the ability to own a military, I mean, he just was like, well, better use it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, because he, he thought I need to. He wants to return right. Russia to the glory days. Right. He wants the USSR back, mm-hmm. uh, and so he figures the best way to do it is to bomb this like tiny breakaway republic. Can I say this? Sure. And I, you know, and I want to uh, just want to apologize to anyone who I'm going to offend. I want the USSR back. <laughs> it was a great time. You know, just two enemies. You know, two huge, uh, a bipolar, um, uh, you know, world. Wonderful times. Yeah, guys banging you, shoes on fucking podiums. Every, everyone was white, so you couldn't have claims of racism. It was perfect. <laughs> and who doesn't hate the Russians? Oh, I know a formidable, uh, a formidable opponent. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you one thing: my favorite proxy war of all time, Ivan Drago <laughs> versus Rocky. I mean, that was that was perfect. We got yeah. great movies out of it. And now what do we get? Now all the movies are the Hurt Locker. I mean, it's a good film. Yeah. But it's not so fun. No. <laughs> you know, the Red Dawn. And now we have Red Dawn. I believe it was the Chinese in the, in the remake of Red Dawn. Yeah, Give the me North the Ruskies. <laughs> oh, was it North Koreans? Yeah, it was North Koreans. They changed it from Chinese to North Koreans. North Koreans? <laughs> North Koreans? In this... I know it's Hollywood and it's make believe. I never saw this new Red Dawn. Yeah, I didn't North know Koreans. Yeah, I know they had. How'd they ch- get over here? <laughs> I didn't watch it. I just read the story that they were making the movie, and then China became a real big film market, so they had to go in and CGI everything to make it where it was now China. So, so they made the North Koreans look Chinese, or they just changed their clothes? They, yeah, they made the Chinese look like North Koreans. I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm not buying it. North Koreans are never even going to... They're not going to come over here and invade America. No. They're, they're, no, there's no, they're starving. They have no boats. They got no food. <laughs> More importantly, no food. But yeah, no they got, food. They got no food. They got no boats neither. Oh, man. Let's get... The, I'm going to prop up Russia. We yeah, got to get the USS. I'm on board with Putin now. <laughs> Just for films yeah. and for all the fun that it was to fight the Russians and win that war. Oh, it was great times. Yeah. 35% of the GDP, that's what they were spending on military. Yeah. And that's why they collapsed. Yep. Anyway, yeah. so Putin's back in power, or Putin's in power now for the first yeah, time. He's power in the first time. He's bombed Once Chechnya. Once the USSR back, bombing Chechnya. Yep. And the enti- the rest of the world, the whole rest of the world, decides that they, of course, don't like this because right. he's just bombing innocent people for mm-hmm. no discernible reason. And even in Russia, people 
aren't down for it. They don't want it. His poll numbers start to slide. So what's his poll numbers at here? Around 50. He never really seemed to dip beneath 50 from what we've, uh, our research here. Yeah. And from our research, it seems like 54 is the lowest that I've been able to find. And at but, 49%, he just starts killing people. Yeah. <laughs> so keep it above 50. So in September, a bomb blows up in an apartment building in Moscow. Now, this is very on par, uh, very similar, of course, to Oklahoma City Mm -hmm. and these other things that uh, certain people in America are... uh, um one of our favorite characters, Mr. Alex Jones. Yeah. You know, he'll uh, he'll claim false flag operations and things like that. Um, and uh, and I, I, mean, I would like to believe him, but it doesn't seem like it really had any um, true effects on policy or government. That's the same thing with, like, Newtown. Everyone's like, false flag, Boston Marathon bombing, false, uh, false flag. But, of course, there's been no gun laws that have been, uh, you know, Fact, that have become strict. It's been the opposite. More, yeah. There's been more gun freedom and things like that. Of course, surveillance on individuals is at, a, at an all-time American high, <laughs> which is good. But this is a true false flag operation. Yeah. The, the apartment blows up. 94 people die. Less than a week later, mm. a second bomb destroys destroys another apartment building mm. in Moscow, killing 118. So, of course, and now Putin the news can media- now declare the Chechnyan president, Aslan Mashkadov, okay. and the parliament illegitimate. He's got the power to just completely invade. And this begins... Right. I mean, fuck, how many years now of just Chechnyan bombings and separatists? And that mm-hmm. I believe that uh, that big uh, nerve gas thing in the, the theater or the elementary school. Sure. Like, that was a big, big, big fuck up. Uh, yeah, they burnt all the kids alive. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was when they handled it wrong, when all the kids were dead at the end of it. Russia's Waco. It was Russia's Waco. <laughs> it was even worse than Waco. I don't know how many kids died in that. In Waco? No, 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 no. I know 24 died in Waco right. in the, the oh, many tear gas Well, thing. Google it real quick. Yeah. We can find it on the internet. I would say it was worth... I would... If you have a situation, it's a hostage situation, and then it ends with everybody being dead, someone needs to get fired. Some The, the hostage negotiator needs to just never negotiate another crisis again <laughs> because it ended all wrong. Well, that link was already purple. What was that? (laughs) The Moscow Theater hostage crisis. Okay. How many kids died? Uh, All 40 of the attackers were uh, killed. Yeah, they got the attackers killed. That's Mm -hmm. the good part of the story. And 130 out out of 850 died. Okay. And these are children. Yeah. So 130, 140. So we have 190 dead. Yeah. 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 A lot of people dead. A bunch of people. Yeah. I think that math adds up, right? No, 170. (laughs) Again, it's a hungover day, everybody. It's a very hungover day. Leave us alone. Leave us alone. (laughs) I think we're still doing pretty good considering how we both slept here last night. All right. Take it easy. Let's not (laughs) not tell everybody all the facts. Together. All right, Marcus. Good God. What's wrong with you? We can't have all these these conspiracy theories flying around the internet about our lovely sex life that we have with each other. You know, there's uh, a conspiracy theory out there. There's a theory out there that some people are saying, some of the fans are saying, that me and Jackie secretly date. Uh, Jackie doesn't do anything secretly. <laughs> so I guarantee you that that's not happening. Yeah. And, then and then that's when, disgusting. Yeah, it is. And then Jackie's when, a beautiful woman, Marcus. You're a squirmy guy. Yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> Get back to Russia. <laughs> Kidless, you and Jackie dating. No, disturbing. no one can handle that. It's no. very disturbing. Yeah. Uh, so then Yeltsin uh, resigns uh, and hands Putin the office. And Putin's and so, been in power since New Year's Eve, since fucking since the millennium started. This mm. is the Putin millennium because is, uh, Boris Yeltsin uh, resigned on New Year's Eve, nineteen ninety nine, handed off everything to Putin. So Putin has been in charge. And Putin was riding the wave of like we've got to kill all the Chechens, and they're like, yep. yeah, we know you can do it, Vlad. Mm-hmm. Put him in power. Yeah. And of course, in the nineties, you know, Russia was. Um, they were still rebuilding, and they were sort of the laughing stock of the world to some degree. Nobody took them seriously. They were no mm-hmm. longer the great bear. They were no longer a scary um, country. And uh, so it makes sense to claim to, if you want to get people, uh, you know, to, to grab the flag and have a, you know, pride in their nationality and uh, in their country again, start a war. <laughs> yeah. And what better guy to lead it than Putin? I mean, if you were, con- if if this was the Viking days, oh, Putin's great. Yeah. <laughs> Genius. Perfect. Yeah. Wonderful. Raping and pillaging. Building an economy. That's different. Oh, yeah. That's much Not different. so great with it. No. So, um... So they blamed the Chechnyans for it, and that led to the Chechnyan War. What else has Vladimir uh, been up to? I know, um, of course, the news media in uh, in Russia is completely now government controlled. But when Vlad took power, it was relatively uh, liberal. It was a liberal democracy to some degree. Mm-hmm. And he's just been killing people, journalists uh, especially. There was this one gal, Anna. Uh, Anna. I can't say her last name. I mean, none of us can really say her last name. It's a pretty tough name to say. It is. Her name is Anna. Now practice this. All right, let's hear it. Politkovskaya. Is she a vodka? <laughs> poor, 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 uh, I'm going to give a try. I can't Anna, do it. Anna Politkovskaya. And, Politkovskaya. And she was against Putin. She did not like him. She wrote was a whole not, book. Wrote a whole book. Yeah, Anti-Putin. Wrote, Anti-Putin wrote a whole book about him. About him just, you know, we got to get this guy out of here. It, uh, yeah. Several books about the Chechen Wars. Uh, so Vladimir Putin, in response, had her killed on his birthday. And what a gift it was. <laughs> Nothing more <laughs> insane than that. He's a Libra, by the way. Oh, is he a Libra? <laughs> so, wait, wait October 8th? 7th. October 7th is his birthday? Mm-hmm. It's coming up. <laughs> Who's going to die this year? <laughs> Who's going to get the Putin birthday death? Oh, my God. I mean, that is the sign of a true tyrant. Kill her on my birthday. <laughs> and Either that or he's like, when is the next time you can kill her? And it's like, oh, October 7th. He's like, mm, perfect. That is a nice surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, will, I wonder, I mean... It will be a great birthday. Do we know how he killed her? Or how his associates I killed mean, her? It's perceived KGB as, is poison, right? They love their poison. They love poison. Yeah. yeah. They also just like... I mean, they also just like walk up to people and shooting them in the head, which is what they did to Politkovskaya. And they left her there on the street. They didn't deliver the head in a box. It they, wasn't like the end of the movie Seven. They shot her four times in an elevator. Four times in an elevator. Yeah, four times in an elevator, once in the head. Holy Lord. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely a contract killing. It was like classic Russian contract killing. Like three three shots in the body and then one final one in the head while she's laying on the ground just to make sure. So it was right. very professional. Yeah, it sounds professional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wear your business casual that day. <laughs> Get your nice loafers on when you're going to do the contract killing of Miss Anna. 
Yeah, so, I mean, he's just, he's killed a bunch of people. Tons. But he also does some goofy things as well. <laughs> uh, of course, we've mentioned it before on the show. He stole uh, the, you know, New England Patriots. Uh, yeah, Robert Kraft. Uh, Robert Kraft. Yeah. He stole his Super Bowl ring, which is just comical. But he is, I mean, the man is, uh, as far as uh, prime ministers, presidents, and dictators go, he's a real Winona Ryder. <laughs> I mean, it's, he's a thief. He's a klepto. <laughs> it's said that uh, he d- is, d- isn't actually a kleptomaniac. Okay, what, what is he? he's got is much more sinister. Uh, uh, he has pleonexia, which pleonexia. is pleonexia. 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 Yeah, pleonexia. which is the insatiable hmm. desire to have what rightfully belongs to others. I don't know if you need to give this a. T- it's asshole. He's an <laughs> asshole. That's it. Clinical assholeism. Right. That's all that it is. Yeah. So what's another example of him just taking something that belongs to somebody else because he feels as if he deserves it? <laughs> he had his bodyguards steal a glass Kalishnikov filled with vodka from the Guggenheim. Why was that on display at the Guggenheim, <laughs> by the way? It was, uh, it says uh, he was a guest at the New York, uh, New York's Guggenheim Museum here in the uh-huh. city. Uh, at one point, his host brought out a conversation piece that another <laughs> Russian guest must have given the museum, the glass replica of a Kalashnikov. It was vodka. full of vodka. But that's so, that is such and a cheesy, cheesy thing to have at the Guggenheim. Yeah, and it's weird because the guy bought it in Russia. And right. It's not even that expensive. It's like 300 bucks. Sure. Like, Putin can afford a $300 Kalashnikov. But he, Putin is, I mean, because that's the thing. I mean, it's still Russia. You know, yeah. you have the most the most rural places in America are uh, full of people just as smart as the most urban places in in Russia. Yeah. They're all just backwoods. Oh, yeah. They're backwoods, local yoke. They're all Alaskan. <laughs> they're, they're all like exactly like Alaskans. Yeah, they're just interesting um, people who should like to be left alone. So back here in New York at the Guggenheim, the hosts bring out the the Kalishnikov. Uh, everyone's oh, Putin's gonna at love it. this. Putin's gonna love this. And Putin just looked one of his bodyguards, nodded at him, and the bodyguard just <laughs> grabbed grabbed the Kalishnikov and just left the room. And nobody said anything. It just that seems to be a uh, prevailing narrative when it comes to him stealing things. No one says anything. Yeah. So at some point, someone should just be like, "Give me that." Give me that back. <laughs> give me that back, Putin. He'd be like, oh, I never thought about that. I never thought of it that way. I will give that back to you now. Yeah. Nobody says anything. No, of course not. That's how much power this man has. I mean, he's a murderer. Yeah. And everyone knows it. You'll just be off the face of the planet immediately. And he's always been a bad person. Back in 91, he was the deputy uh-huh. mayor of St. Petersburg. Uh, he organized a number of scams involving meat <laughs> imports. Uh, and it said that's where he made the majority of his fortune. Because uh, he's worth... Uh-huh. He's somewhere between forty and seventy billion dollars. Billion, billion. Really? He is a billionaire. I did not know that. He's Russia's Michael Bloomberg. Look at that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But then, wow. But there's even other billionaires that have gone against him to try to take him down. No, not a good thing to do. They tried going against him. One guy tried going against him. He ended up in prison for ten years. Well, this guy's story is very interesting. He ran, I believe, it was an oil company. He was uh, once Russia's richest man, and uh, basically Vladimir Putin. He was in America, as a matter of fact. And Vlad told him, uh, "If you come back to Russia, we're going to have you arrested, and for God knows how long, and you could possibly be killed for tax evasion. For tax evasion." Because the uh, government, I mean, they just trumped up those charges. Oh, yeah. And, and he was giving d- speeches on the corruption of Russia right. and like Putin and all that. So he'd been right. stirring the pot a little. And, and, as he should have been allowed to do yeah. in a free society. But this is Russia. And uh, but then he, he had the courage to fly back as soon as he as soon as he landed. 
the plane was uh, was was full of agents, full of Russian security, immediately arrested, and I don't think he had a good time in prison. Mm-mm. As soon as he got out, which, by the way, Vlad, he he taketh, but he also giveth. <laughs> This is what's so terrifying to me about the situation. He, the guy never had a trial. I mean, he did. It was a sham trial. And, uh, and he never knew when he was going to get out. I mean, he was sen- sentenced indefinitely, which is a, fair, a fairly scary sentence to get. So every day you think that this is going to be, uh, you know, just your, your life forever. And then one day they literally just opened up the doors and were like, you're free to go. And this, was, I believe, was after 10 years, maybe yeah. 13 years, immediately flew to Berlin. Yeah. And gave a speech to this guy. What's his name? Uh, his name is Mikhail Khodorkovsky. Yeah, they got to change their names. <laughs> Too tough. Uh, but yeah, this guy will not be going back to Russia again. That's for sure. God, no. Uh, and Putin, another funny thing about him, another wacky thing. He once kept John Kerry waiting three hours for him. I do want to see all of those three hours. <laughs> Does he know who I am? Does he know it's John Kerry? Did you tell him it was John Kerry? Did he, does he know it's John Kerry? I'm John Kerry. Does he know it's me? Secretary of State. Secretary of State John Kerry. Secretary of State John Kerry. John Kerry, the Secretary of State, United States of America. You know why I don't respect John Kerry? Why? I saw him speak in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and uh, and I had watched his speech um, the day before when he was in Boston. And when he was in Boston, he was wearing a Boston Red Sox hat. You know, he's a Massachusetts senator. It made sense. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't begrudge the guy for it. Then he came to Milwaukee wearing a Brewers hat. Uh, You're not a Brewers fan. Brewers. Take off the hat. I mean, Milwaukee Brewers, a great baseball team, and Milwaukee's a great baseball town. Yeah. They like to get drunk. They got the presidents running around all the bases. <laughs> Every seventh inning stretch, people put on big big hot dogs. Yeah? Yeah. You never saw this footage? No. Oh, the hot dog race. <laughs> Classic stuff. I mean, this is a Wisconsin tradition. Yeah, the Brewers, they got a German sausage. They have a hot dog. They have a Polish sausage. Bratwurst? And- and a bratwurst, of course. Yeah. Oh, it's my favorite. Oh, bratwursts are great. <laughs> Everyone loves them. And so people put on big sausage costumes, and they run around the bases, and whoever wins, I guess they get clapped. <laughs> they, they get cheered for, and people clap for them and things like that. Great, great stuff. And it's Miller Miller Field there, Miller Stadium. So yeah. uh, cheap beers. And, uh, oh, yeah, if you will, if you get a chance, go to watch a Milwaukee Brewers game. You're going to have a good time. Baseball is a boring sport. But everyone there is so drunk and fat and loud and obnoxious. That's the game inside the game. <laughs> that's what I always say. How to get that's out and dry. I hate that pandering, though. Yeah, and that's why, that's why Kerry lost. Mm-hmm. Among other reasons. Went to Vietnam. Wesley Clark. Why didn't they put... I'm still mad about Wesley that. Clark? I'm still mad. He was they, fine. He was too nice. I'm so mad that they didn't put Wesley Clark up there against uh, George W. Bush the second time. Wesley Clark could have won that. He was too nice. Nah. No. Again, as we were talking about with Putin, Chechnya, war, uh, maintaining power, we were in the huge ground battle there, and everyone was just like, well, let Bush finish failing. <laughs> oh, just let him... Let let Dum Dum finish, finish messing up everything. <laughs> Let's see if he can clean it up. That was it. That was it, you know. Oh, yeah. And it's tough. And I remember the narrative, well, you don't switch horses in midstream. And it's like, that. what was that? What, is yeah, it 1880? <laughs> hey, no, no shit. You don't switch horses in midstream. What does that mean? Why, this analogy is no longer relevant. Yeah. I mean, if your horse keeps like trying to drown itself, then yeah, you do switch horses midstream. That's true. By the way, I was thinking about this the other day, slightly off topic of Putin. We'll get back to him. I'm sure we have, we have a couple more Putin stories, right? Uh, that's pretty much it. There's no greater definition of putting the, the cart before the horse 
than uh, doing heroin before you learn how to play guitar. I saw this guy on the G train just smacked out of his mind trying to play guitar. No, no way, no, no ability. Learn guitar first, and then you get to do heroin if you're very good. That's what I, if I when I have my kid, I'm be like, don't. If I find him doing heroin. And he doesn't know how to do, what's some chords? An F chord? Yeah. Let's say F sharp major. If he doesn't know an F sharp major before he starts shooting up, he's out of the house. <laughs> I can't deal with it. So that's a little bit of background on Vlad. Mm-hmm. We'll do a whole, we'll, we'll, we can talk about Vladimir forever. Oh, yeah. There's a, yeah, there's Fascinating a guy. about him. And I'll tell you, a beautiful, beautiful daughter. Oh, his daughter. My Let's get into that girl. God. She's dating a Dutchman. A Dutchman? Yeah. The bravest man in the world. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, that's Vladimir Putin's daughter. Oh, I think I'll go talk to her. Are you suicidal? Do you not know what he did to Anna and this other... Uh, this, the man's a killer. Yeah. As soon as she calls up daddy and tells you uh, tells him that uh, you didn't get her the right gift for her birthday, you know Putin's going to get a good good gift for his birthday, your head. <laughs> you're a dead man. You're <laughs> She says one wrong thing. One thing that you're not supposed to know. Yeah. She just accidentally let slip, and then mm. she's talking to Putin next time on the phone. The secret she knows. The secret she knows. Yeah, she right. just accidentally lets it slip. It's like, oh, daddy, you can't. I can't believe what I said. I told him all about the Chechnyan false flag right. operation. And then well, you know I have to kill your boyfriend now. Oh, no. Yes, honey, this is the fourth time this year. I know. <laughs> it's okay. I love to do it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they are very happy uh, uh, father and daughter. Yeah. But of course, she was in the Netherlands. She was in Holland. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, a lot of people died in the Malaysian flight. The majority seemed to be um, Dutch. There was a lot of Dutch. A lot. Yeah, a lot of Dutch And people. Uh, people caught wind that she was in a very, um, very expensive area, ironically named Crimea. Huh. It was the uh, Crimean area of uh, of the um, of I guess Holland, huh. and uh, which I guess she that's she felt it right at home, <laughs> which is kind of nice. And uh, now she's gone into hiding because people were really really wanting to kill her. Yeah, I mean I think that's unfair. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they were just mad. Yeah. They were just upset. Oh, uh, one uh, one quick update on some other conflicts going out. Uh, yeah, let's going talk on all over the world. We uh, were just, the this death. Is- the death toll in Palestine has topped a thousand. And where where are they at in Israel? I believe they are at twelve. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now there's blood on both sides. <laughs> let, let me double check that. Like Israeli. I think they were they were they were at twenty three, which was about double of what they were at in the uh, 09 uh, conflict. Forty. Forty. One thousand to forty. <laughs> Yep. Well, you never know when the Palestinians are going to make a big comeback. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It would have. To, it would be on par with. Um, oh, what was that? There was a great. I forget the. Hmm. Uh, some sports analogy. Just think about a sports comeback. Oh well, I mean, let's say there's a thousand Palestinians dead. Most, sure. almost all those uh, civilians. Mm-hmm. Uh, the vast, a lot of them. The vast majority civilians. I, I mean, say. you know, it's like what the NYPD does when they kill somebody in an accident. You just sprinkle some crack on them. So if you, if you kill a, a bunch of innocent um, civilians in Palestine, you just put like an ISIS flag over their corpse and be like, "See, yeah, that's so, what they were into." So let's say, I don't know, conservatively. 
700 civilians there. Sure. Let's just say 700 civilians. You know how many civilians the uh, Israelis have lost? How many? Two. Two! <laughs> you know Two. what I'm saying? Two! <laughs> ha! Ha! Wait, <no>. Wild. <laughs> I'm Larry King. Two! <laughs> ha! Wild. Yeah, they're winning that one. Yeah. They are winning that war for the 80th yeah. goddamn time. Yeah. And then they'll stop and then at some they'll point hang out. For I will a while. say this. Um, as we were t- uh, discussing. Um, not last episode, but the episode of, uh, before. By the way, I want uh, been a very positive response uh, to the uh, Eric Reynolds interview. So yeah. thank you for that. It was a good interview, um, and uh, obviously he's an interesting fellow. Yes, he is. Um, very. So interesting I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. But uh, we were discussing the news media coverage of the yeah. Israeli-Palestine conflict, and uh, obviously that's very pro-Israel. And again, I, I don't. Israel is an ally. I understand how these things work. Um, and I certainly I think they should have a country. And I think that's fine. Um, but there was recently a fella, uh, a spokesperson for Israel, that came out and truly said one of the most offensive things I've ever heard. A, uh, I guess he's a member of government or is an ex-member of government? Uh, yeah, he's a, an ex. He's a former armor, former army intelligence officer. So this mm. guy probably has the ear of some people still in the military. I mean, he probably has the ears of a bunch of people around his neck on a necklace. You know, <laughs> former military. He does not have compassion. This is what he said in uh, a radio interview earlier this month. He said the nature of Arab culture mm. left Israel with few options other than resorting to measures such as rape to deter Palestinian resistance operations against its occupation. That's way down on the list. <laughs> I guess they've, they've really exhausted all options. Yeah. Now they're like, well, well, what can we do? We've tried talking to them. Yeah. We've tried force. Yeah. We've tried sanctions. Mm-hmm. We've tried um, We've tried um, different kinds of music. A lot of times, yeah. Yeah, we have a rock and roll band that's pro-Israel over there, and Palestinian kids are really getting down to the grooves. We've, tr- we've tried getting uh, the television stations to advertise more of our agenda. Um, let's see what else. We could rape the women. Um, <laughs> we could see. try. We, uh, we all the try women? A radio campaign. I'm sorry, what's that? Rape. 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 The women. Of that was number six on my list. Radio <laughs> uh, advertisements I thought might be a good way to go as well. Yeah, no, um, wait, we wait, 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 people in a university the, system. All the women. Everyone. This is raping them. Yeah, we could just rape all the women. Yeah. Just bringing them in. Sure. Lining sure. them up. We could open up new restaurants in the Gaza Strip that are more pro-Israel. Go to their house. With your, you're really stuck on the women raping thing, huh? <laughs> I mean, it's most fun option. Got a lot for of it. potential here. All right, all right. Let's go with that one then. <laughs> Let's we're do going, that. We're going for rape. We're going for rape. That's right. Yeah. And I don't know what. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it it's is unbelievable. unbelievable. And, and really, if somebody, if if any, oh my god, I mean, just if anybody in America had said this or oh if or but yeah i mean just when people say shit like this it's usually the biggest fucking deal in the and this world is, this it's was a huge. reputable this was an interview on al jazeera yeah which, which by the way um i've done a couple of shows on al jazeera it's a very good news network and more people should watch it it is a little bit boring yes it is um but uh if you can get over that and that's up to you you know if mm-hmm. you watch something boring that's why i love my pbs my charlie rose all these shows but i always watch them 
just a little stoned. <laughs> and then everything is great. I love watching you Charlie make- Rose stone. Charlie is the best. Oh, yeah, because you try to figure out what he's thinking. And you know what he's thinking about? Well, I got I got brunch plans. <laughs> I got I got brunch plans on Saturday. I got what's the Zagat rating? The, I wonder what the Zagat rating is on that new burger place. Mm, I love Zagat. And then meanwhile, he's talking to Secretary of State or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, they're, well, we're very much entrenched in this conflict, mm. but we believe that if we stay mm. the course and possibly give the Israelis mm. a little bit more, a uh, little leeway in the situation. I'll tell you, dim sum. <laughs> I'm going to dim sum. You know, I think I'm going to switch to low sodium soy sauce. Fascinating point, sir. Yes. Mm, low sodium. Hmm. Charlie is the best. And one day we will interview Mr. Charlie Rose. Yes, we will. The man's met everybody. Buddy. 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 What the fuck was that? <laughs> no, no. Did we break it? No, it's still recording. All right. Well, we better wrap it up. That was I, don't, the, I don't know if that showed up on the recording, but something really weird just happened in here. It did. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for listening. And yeah, uh, rate us on iTunes. Let's get these iTunes scores up. Mm-hmm. And let's get to last podcast, Top Hat, Roundtable, Sex and Other Human Activities. Mm-hmm. Um, what's another one that you want? Page 7. Page 7. Brighter Side as well. Brighter let's get all these yeah. on the... Let's get all these, uh, you know, dominant in iTunes. Let's get Cave Comedy Radio dominant in iTunes because it really is... I've listened to the other, other podcasts. Oh, yeah, me too. They're not good. No, they're awful. So we're making you guys happy, and uh, and you're making us happy as well. So, uh, all right, we'll talk to you soon. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. Remax agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit Remax.com or download the Remax app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated.